For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Take the Black Live, the show where myself, Dan Selke, and Mia Johnson of Fansetter.com talk about all things Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, you know, Doctor Who, Star Wars, spider people, fantasy, sci-fi, all that good stuff. And I love that new intro, by the way. Yay, I'm finally in there. I'm finally part of the family. <laughs> yes, you, you, you officially exist, Mia. You are in the intro. I'll be a great moment. Like the, uh, that arrow shooting off my head. Oh was honestly a scary moment it really was like i was there and the guy said i'm a great marksman and i'm not kidding he told me before he did that uh-huh. like oh, i haven't done this in a long while but i'm sure you can <gasps> oh, do it oh that makes me confident and i'm like why don't you tell me that before i like stood up here yeah. and put the thing in my head <laughs> to make an informed well, decision you're still alive you're here. oh yeah i mean it was a foam arrow even if it didn't it would hit me like right in the forehead <laughs> yeah. or something but it wouldn't be a real arrow anyway hey terry hey everybody watching um, today we have a potpourri of nerddom for you. Mm-hmm. Um, after last week's bum rush of giant news items, yeah. new g- <laughs> Game of Thrones people canceled. Game of Thrones people on. <laughs> They've been here from Dan White's gone from Star Wars. Oh, it was exhausting. Yeah, they gave us a lot last week. So I figured this week we would relax a little bit. Yeah. Luxuriate in some upcoming Game of Thrones merchandise to start. Hello, Louise. Glad to see you. Starting with, because I think yesterday they came out with two glossy Game of Thrones yes. coffee table books and another one here. Yes. Like this, this is just a series for books in terms of the holidays. Starting with the art of Game of Thrones the art of Game of Thrones and the photography of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. We have some exclusive images from yeah. both of them that we were gifted by uh, inside editions, including this lovely image of it, it 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 does look pretty cool. So the talk of Game of Thrones, Helen Sloan did the photography for all um, eight seasons of the show. This book is full of her work. You got a beautiful John Negret picture there. And, you know, with lots of text explaining how it oh, got, yeah. how it happened. And again, oh, this is from the Art of Game of Thrones, which is full of concept Ooh. art. Very, very cool. Concepting for The Long Night, Good Time, The Battle of Winterfell. I mean, I, I love this one, actually. This is behind-the-scenes stuff. I love the one on the right yeah. where, like, Jack Gleason plays Drawfee. like, sitting on his own coffin. Oh, is that? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that is from... The scene where Cersei and Jamie have sex over their Aww. dead son's uh, yeah. body, and just between takes, just like yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm my body, and I'm just sitting here on my coffin just having a good an, time. What an awkward spot all around. <laughs> and then on the it's incredibly awkward. All around. And then the left people are like you know it's just fun to yeah, think about uh, behind the yeah. scenes. Yeah, just roll cut. Brienne stops screaming. And 18 people rush in to, like, yeah. touch up her back of her Get neck and her hair. a powder on her face. Exactly. Oh, Get some blood really splatter funny. there. 
So there's and okay, this Ooh. was particularly interesting. Yes. So hold on this one for a while, Richard in the booth. Um, this came from Vanity Fair. This is from the Art of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. the concept art book. This is how they originally concepted the Night oh. King to look on the leftover there. Yes. And that's Before how he acts looks in the show. Yes. <laughs> With the robes and the much higher crown. Do you have a take on that? Do you... it, It's kind of giving me like a Father Christmas sort of vibe. A little bit, yeah. Or <laughs> like a zombified, like, like what were those movies? Like Krampus sort of thing. Totally. <laughs> I mean, I, who, 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 who said it? Like, I think it was like a Star Wars thing going yeah. around. Like a Palpatine thing going on a little bit. Oh. Versus a Darth Maul thing that we actually got. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of like it. I think he looks more like a king. He's got like robes and a little more uh, regal. Yeah, it is. The right is kind of like a warrior exactly, guy. Exactly, yeah. And the left is like, I, I think, yeah, definitely more regal. I think they actioned him up because they thought he'd be doing like action-y things. Thought. Which he really yeah, didn't yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he did some, but mostly he did just kind of stand back and be kingly. I almost think with the amount of action that he didn't do that the regal way almost could have been like just as terrifying i agree with you actually yeah. I saw, actually no what they, they were well, saying it looks too much like the ring rates from lord of the rings which i do see a little mm, bit i no. do still like it though yeah i like the design it's oh yeah they it totally worked out but it's it's cool to see terry says dark crystal i can see it <laughs> sherry has ring of thrones okay <laughs> and louise of course says concept up for the long night much clearer than the actual footage. i was gonna joke about that but i didn't want to be me <laughs> Oh, no, you can be me. It's fine. I was like, oh, I can actually see that. We can be, I think, like, we don't want to go, like, full tilt mean to, like, oh, no. a 10, but, like, a 6 is fine. Oh, no, yeah, that's that's definitely That's, like, a, a 3. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. At least it's a lot clear. You get, it kind of helps you to see. It's like, so what would have happened? <laughs> <laughs> what you would have seen. Looks like the Nazca for LOTRs is Louise. And, yeah, I agree. I still, I still kind of dig it, though. So those are both out now. Very yes. cool. As is this book that you got a copy of. Yes, by the way. that we saw. Tell us about this, Mia. A little bit earlier this week, and I got some time to actually look at it, and I did a little bit of a review of it myself. This is it's got a hefty title: "Game of Thrones: A Guide to Westeros and Beyond," the complete series. So this by Miles McNutt, yes, who has been writing McNutt. for a long time. Oh, yeah. I forget exactly where, but he's he's he, he's been around for a while. Yeah, this is coming through from Chronicle Books. Definitely is an HBO book. And what this is, is a big, huge, chunky guide to everything Game of Thrones from season one through season eight. So they break up the book into two parts. So the first is talking about the South and Essos. So it takes you through like Robert Baratheon. Obviously, there's a huge spread on Lannisters. I actually really like that. Yeah, look at this. I I don't know if I'm like doing photo time right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is like almost a photo book in itself. It is. It, it really is. I mean, that's a gorgeous shot. Of, yeah, of Cersei. And they've got these cool graphics, too. Like <laughs> Gotta have graphics. Glasses of wine, Cersei versus Tyrion. <laughs> so a lot of, like, infographics. And, like, for people like me, you can skip the Joffrey page. But for <laughs> so people like me, oh, yeah, it, it's oh, kind look of at like... That. This is, it's so well done. It's, yeah. really, it's really well done. Um, it's kind of like a... Look at my uh, Brienne. They've got oh, the, the, <laughs> is it a poem? Yes. Oh, it's the Baron the Maiden. Yeah, Fair there song. we go. And then there's another like Warrior Brienne too. But it's basically kind of like a good guide for people who I was like, it's really for anybody. Like for people who know the show. Sure. It's kind of like brushing up on it, and like you can even like quiz yourself. Like, ooh, how much do I know about this family or this character? How many glasses of wine <laughs> Cersei <laughs> drank? Um, and then for like. 
the people like me, it's kind of just like, this is the defin like, this is it. Like right. I need to be studying this every single day before I get into this conversation. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is my textbook now. So, I mean, I, I'm like, I'm pulling back a little bit. Clearly, um, HBO is thinking, okay, we got to get out some merch yeah. by the time the holidays roll around, but not too long after the show ends. Yeah. So yeah. we can capitalize on the stuff. I, mean, I think yeah, that's the it, reason it's, it's happening. It's, it's definitely a nice glossy sort of like guidebook, uh, I mean, gift it, kind of It thing. is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I will not deny that. It really feels Are nice. Are you the kind of person who would get something like this? Maybe not for Game of Thrones, but like if they put out a glossy Marvel photo book, would you spring for it? I probably definitely would. I know in my okay. bookshelf, oh, years, years ago, I got uh, the Wicked book. Oh. So it's more for like the musical, but it, it looks really cute. I like those kinds of things. Good coffee table books. Totally. I'm like, a, I'm a design person. So I really like to make sure my house looks nice. Even if I'm not going to read the book, <laughs> but this one, these this one books is worth are reading. made for display. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with these huge <laughs> pictures and all that. And Sherry Wood. I actually wouldn't. I'm just not that kind of, I, I like don't own a lot of merch. Yeah. I just don't. But Maybe I will, because it does look very, very nice. Yeah, I'm definitely a merch person. So, like, anything, like, you know, not, like, any supporting or anything, but, like, Hot Topic, I'm always on and all those sorts of things. I have Make complicated good- things about merch and the ethics. <laughs> we can talk about it in another show. Oh, God, like, an yeah. individual, we can drill down on it. <laughs> right now, though, I thought we'd go through. So, those are all cool. It's the holidays. Yeah. They're putting out all these books. Art of Game of Thrones, Talk of Game of Thrones, and I've got my own, a, guide oh, yeah, a Guide to Westeros. All available on Amazon if you're interested. Um, all looking pretty quality. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, that we go through some of the the fallout from last week because yeah. af- last week they announced brand new show, show canceled, um, and there's still stuff coming in, little details about it that are yeah. still happening uh, even as we speak. I mean, they interviewed um, one of the actresses that was working on the Blood Moon pilot. She just you know basically said you know what happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, starts with canceled, which is true. Uh, George R. R. Martin, of course, talked a little bit about House of the Dragon, the new <laughs> Targaryen focused Dance of the Dragon. Yes. So I got a haircut, people. If you didn't notice that too, you look nice. nice. Um, and he said, "Quaff, <laughs> working with Ryan Condal, the showrunner on the development for House of the Dragons, has been a dream. If things work out, I may even be able to script a few episodes." As I did for the first four seasons of Game of Thrones. But, make this perfectly clear, I am not taking on any scripts until I have finished and delivered Winds of Winter. Winter is still coming, and Winds remains my priority, as much as I'd love to write an episode of House. So, getting that ahead of himself there a little bit. By saying, even like speculating, it'd be fun to do something else. (laughs) He knows he's going to get a lot of pushback. Yeah. I just don't. I I know he wants to put the book first and he would love to write for that but i think and I, we've had this conversation before it's like priorities mm-hmm. and you need to make sure you can manage your workload so i don't know if i can foresee him unless they go for a couple of seasons which i honestly don't know how long that's going to go on i can i guarantee that that's think, what they're aiming for yeah i mean a that story dance of the dragons is has a, a few seasons worth of story to tell yeah which is good and i mean of course they would, wouldn't they? I mean, they they, 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 they <laughs> yeah. want some eyeballs on the set yeah. for a, as long as they yeah. can keep them. Oh, George. Yeah, I I, I think I, the ideal situation, yeah, would be to get him over there to write a couple episodes. Mm. Do you think? Not really, no. Really? So you, okay, so you think that they can handle it without him and like they've kind of... If like, he were a different author, maybe. But look, he's him. <laughs> he's who he is. And he, he clearly... Needs to be working on this stuff. Although, again, I don't want to get too sidetracked. Yeah. But we talked about like the irony of George R. R. Martin, where if if the books weren't as big a success, they'd probably be done. 
Because yeah. he's the kind of author who just based on everything I've read about him, he, he did a new interview with NPR in, in Chicago a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It, it's very clear to me that just he gets in his head when there's attention on him. Mm. <laughs> so the fact that everybody wants him to d- work faster is makes him work slower. It's a Ouch. it's a cruel irony. Yeah. But it's the way it is. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> nix that idea then. <laughs> Just let him do what he needs to do. As to Caleb Otu, I, I'm not sure, but I would bet this excellent is, money that yeah. Oberyn o- Prince Oberyn is in the photo book. I wish I could just magically turn to the page if I knew. Oh yeah, I'm but sure they, he's in I that. mean, it, it's, it's, it's super detailed in here. Super super yeah, detailed. They, they look like I like don't want to tell you like go buy this. I, yeah, I, I can't yeah. do that. If you want to buy it, buy it because <laughs> they do look pretty cool. And if you don't want to buy it, don't buy it. Also valid. Merch does not define you. Okay. Anyway, uh, what else happened? Okay, so we talked about that. Um, I do want to really briefly uh, tap into something that came up about the Star Wars exit. Oh, yeah. There was a big... So after Benioff and Weiss left Star Wars, there were a bunch of like deep dives into why it happened. Yeah, everybody's trying to figure out what happened. Yeah, Hollywood Reporter. I think uh, Variety did one. And, you know, talk to their sources. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things that came up were stuff like, you know, the Netflix deal, obviously. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Kathleen Kennedy wasn't a fan. They were trying to work on two projects, which <laughs> does happen to uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, producers do work on lots of stuff. Uh, Ryan Murphy, Shonda Rhimes, they all do lots of crap. Yeah. Um, but Kathleen, over at Star Wars and Lucasfilm, she she does run a tight ship. That, that's pretty well known. Mm-hmm. She wasn't into it. Um, you know, there was some friction about what they wanted to do with it. And also, the thing that kind of... I think the the hotbed topic that came up was that, according to one source, I don't know them, um, they were concerned about the Star Wars fandom reputation for toxic fandom, Mm. with a source saying, who wants to go through that again? Not them. This was in the life's too short category. Mia or our gentle viewers, do you have any opinion on that? Yeah, about the toxic fandom. Like, like, is is that a legitimate reason to maybe not take a gig? You know what? I think, at least from what I've seen, that a lot of these producers or directors have a lot of backbone. I oh, think sure. that, like, these, these, you know, like, if you have a bad, like, if anybody says something bad, it, it probably will affect you in one way or another. It's all just dependent on how you take it. So, I don't know. To me, it really doesn't seem like they would be the kind of people to let that sort of thing get in the way you might you would think of backing down from a huge deal like being in star wars i certainly wouldn't um and i don't know it's it's really it's like their reputation really for them isn't on the line because even after what happened with game of thrones i don't think that uh, Lucasfilm would have just let them go because of that no um i I mean they pretty clear hollywood still ready to embrace yeah, them. I mean, yeah, they got they, a $250 million Netflix deal. They were deal. They're, still they're hanging fine. around with uh, Ryan Johnson, so it's not like... They met George Lucas. <laughs> did they? I mean, yeah, yeah they, they did. They talked about so it. They got his advice. Yeah, that was a good good step. Uh, but as far as the... To- I don't know. That just To me, that sort of sounds like a thing where they like either might have joked about it or it like, came up that's, briefly. That's possible. And then they just took it and like ran with I mean, it. Again, this is like a source. Right, whoever the source like, they didn't like was. It. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely, like, I don't know. It's like, you can hate me if you want, but if I want to make Star Wars, I want to make Star Wars. If there was a legitimate concern, I think it would have been that they had too much on their plate. Uh, sure. Or just, like, the Netflix thing was too big for them to try to also juggle Star Wars. It is true 
this, and this is a, a very wide and deep and interesting topic that uh, kind of fandom <laughs> uprisings have yeah. become a little more common in recent yeah. years. Um, it, it's almost like a new, I mean, it, it's always been around, but The Last Jedi in season eight specifically, there was like a lot of yeah. outwelling of like, you know, kind of like gross sentiment online mm-hmm. that kind of overwhelmed a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, I am curious as to where that's going and uh, what what the next one will be. And whether there's like a reckoning coming where we have to like reevaluate it. Exactly. Or like the maybe this is not the best side of us that we should be showing, or are we gonna like embrace it further? Yeah. And it's kinda like one of those things, just like a, you know, feels Batman sort of thing, because there like for Game of Thrones, I will say it deserved its fair share of criticism this last season. But I also think it takes away from the people that still did enjoy it or like you know, some parts of the characters, some oh, sure. certain episodes and things like that. Uh, and I probably said this before where it's like, oh, I really enjoy this. But if, you know, a vocal minority is being so loud and belligerent about it, it kind of just sours the whole movie. Oh, totally. Like, <laughs> yeah. look, I had criticisms of the final game of Thrones. Like, I yeah. did. Legit, I think it legit criticisms. But the response, like, it, I was totally on their side. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't not be. <laughs> Because even if I if even if I had things I was critical about it, like in no way did it warrant the kind of ugly blow yeah, up. Yeah, the did. whole meltdown. Like I don't want to be on defending. Yeah. The, I, I I want to be helpfully critical and constructively exactly, critical. Exactly. But I'm put in the position where I find myself arguing against the overreaction because I think that's at the end of the day the worst thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Luckily, not to go too far off topic, but uh what's eh. the latest Terminator Dark Fate? Yeah. Which is It's getting like me. It's bombed <laughs> unfortunately in the box office, but I haven't heard that much hate thankfully about the movie I mean, i'm just i'm not sure how people care that's what a lot of i've seen a lot of essays so far one guy was okay. this forbes he just really kind of went in on that like no one cares <laughs> angle and i was like yikes but then again it's still kind of like well there were people who i saw who like appreciated the diverse cast and just yeah. liked it as an action film uh and again it kind of undermines those voices of people who were like oh i did like it even if it didn't make a lot of money or you know people didn't go up to see it so yeah, that's that's how okay. we're living these days. <laughs> By the way, Louise asks, I said about the books, they look yes. gorgeous, but they bet they're expensive. I did just look up the uh, price of yeah, the I'm art sure of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Just FYI, it is sixty-seven fifty on Amazon. Yeah, I believe this one is in that ballpark as well. I mean, honestly, like that's not crazy above what I expected for a book like this. On the back, it says fifty US. Fifty US. Yeah. So you might find it for... It's not terrible yeah. I mean, for a book that nice. But it, it is still, you know, a lot to spend on yeah. a book of pictures. But again, you make your own choice. Hi to everyone who made it just now, Debbie and Jen. Glad you can join us. You can always hit Hello. rewind. <laughs> okay, so moving beyond Game of Thrones for movies unlike Terminator that we are excited about. Yeah. <laughs> you were psyched about the teaser for... Uh, into the Spider-Verse again, or two, yes. or whatever they call yeah. it. Yeah, so they tease something like the day before, and you're like, ooh, something's going to happen. And then the next day, which pretty much everyone expected that it was going to be the sequel announcement. Sure. 
Uh, so it's coming out, I believe, April 8th, 2022. So we've still got like, what, three years. Good <laughs> Lord. I mean, I'm yeah. surprised they even know that far yeah. ahead. This is a sequel to Into the Spider-Verse, which was earlier this year? That was December 2018, cool. yeah. But it won the Oscar, I guess, technically this year. It did, which was an animated spider movie, yeah. which was very good and kind of a, 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 yeah. a, a kick in the butt to superhero movies. Yeah. It's also <laughs> kicking the butt to all the Disney movies and Pixar, because Disney, yeah. hands down, always wins the animated category. Mm-hmm. And for a very long time, I was sure that Incredibles 2 was going to win the Oscar. And then this came like six months later, and they're like, hey, guess what? <laughs> There's a vibrancy to it I like. Yeah, like, it, yeah. It, it, it felt different. It like, did. It, it's really good to have someone who's not Disney and also talented making other stuff yeah, to like... Yeah. There's other ways to do this. Who would have thought? <laughs> so I think uh, everybody's really excited about that. And I think they've spaced it out, obviously, because it's animation, so you need time to work on that. Mm-hmm. And then Sony's got, like, three or four other Spider-Man movies coming out, like, yeah, between they do, now and then. They? They've got Morbius movie with Jared Leto. They've got Venom 2 being directed by Andy Serkis. Then they've got the Spider-Man, like, Homecoming 3 which is for 2021. And so then this would put Spider-Verse in 2022. So they are kind of like rounding out their little Spider-Man universe. I, I always have to ask this when we talk about all the superhero movies. Yeah. Is there a bubble in your opinion? What do you mean? I mean, how many Spider movies can we possibly have alongside oh Marvel movies and yeah. DC movies before eventually yeah. people start saying, no more. Yeah. And if you think back, we had this with X-Men, too, because they were doing all of their, you know, Days of Futures Past and Logan and all that. Um, I don't know. The Sony-verse is a little weird because they did pull off Venom. They didn't pull off The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. They did not, did they? Uh, and, I mean, obviously, with Kevin Feige's help, they've been pulling off the latest Spider-Man movies. So, I don't know. I'm not, like, extremely pumped <laughs> about these upcoming movies aside from Spider-Verse. So I just want to see the Morpheus movie starring oh, the little Morbius. known oh, yeah. Morpheus. I'm sorry, I don't even know his name right. Sorry, yeah, Jared Leto. Which, geez, he's been getting a lot of flack about, especially with the comparisons of his Joker and he Joaquin Phoenix. Will be in a successful superhero movie <laughs> if it kills him. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> just don't like, don't send anybody dead pigs or anything like that anymore. Please stop that, Jared. Please. By the way, Jen Casey says, I am so excited for House of the Dragon, and I am yeah. too, Jen. I, I mean, I, again, we, we talk about it, but I, I think this is the prequel they should have gone with. I think it's the one that has the best chance of success. It's mm-hmm. the most TV-ready story, and we've talked about what I it can, involves. Yeah, I can understand that. So I'm looking forward to it, too. Let's bring it oh, back. I'm excited for The Witcher in December. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, Holy Over Tiltagarians come back. Um, <laughs> we will talk about some other shows that we're watching now, because Fall TV season has started. But first, oh, yeah. you also want to discuss um, another... Fantasy show or fantasy sci-fi yeah, right, yeah, on the in border. That realm, so that's returning in the near future, I think. Yeah, next year, right? So yeah, next year. So around that same time as the Spider Verse teaser, we get a Doctor Who teaser, which was literally just this picture that you all can see Ooh. of like the Doctor's shadow stepping out of the TARDIS by Jodie Whittaker. Yes, Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker. Okay. And I like that they have a little rainbow effect. On her shirt, because oh, that's kind of that. like the shirt that she has. Well, you know. Oh, it's really clever. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I noticed that. I was like, that. oh. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so they're rolling on season 12. So we've kind of had like a yearish break in between uh, this past season and the next season. Which stirred up some controversy. 
Yeah. <laughs> it I don't know. It's it's been a whole sort of controversial thing, especially with her being on and some people like don't like her doctor. Some people don't like the writing. Uh and I kind of like I'm in the same boat where it's like the writing has kind of like not kept me coming back for this past season, which I feel ashamed because like I want to support the first <laughs> female doctor and all that. I love her outfit. I have like the whole I could do a whole cosplay on her. Yeah. Me too, uh, but I saw something recently where I think it was her who she was, she was like, this next season is going to be a lot better. And I think so. Yeah, talking like, about that. When you get into See, like, the swing of things. Like, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, I, I thought, I don't know, it was more interesting to me than the last yeah. couple, at least. Yeah, it was. there was a, like an infusion of new blood. I liked the history episodes a lot where they, like, visited the yeah, like, to, like, witch Rosa hunting Parks thing, and, the yeah. Punjab <laughs> the parts. Like, yeah, all those I really yeah. liked. Um, the others were kind of, I, I kind of forgot, but but those I remembered and I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, I, I like that they were trying different stuff. And honestly, my experience was I watched it. And I was like, that was pretty fun. And then I got online and like, what, people are mad? Why? <laughs> about what? <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I really don't know what it is about. Like I said, like some of the episodes were a little bit slower, definitely different from like the last couple of seasons that when Stephen Moffat mm-hmm. was running the show. So he's off. There's a yes. new showrunner. And I think they're just kind Chris of finding their footing. Chibnall. Chris yeah. Chibnall, yeah. Something so like they're that. finding their footing. I think for me, nothing will compare to like the Russell T. Davies, like David Tennant, um, and even Christopher Eccleston back when they were doing it, which that was just a whole another just like psychedelic <laughs> sort of run of season. So. so I didn't know this about you. So are you a Whovian, it seems like? Oh, you are a Doctor sure, Who fan? For sure. If it, if it hasn't been apparent by now. Because <laughs> so. like... Because uh, um, we're still getting to know each other. I know, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Pop culture horizons yeah. is fun. I don't know, like, what you're a big fan of and vice versa. Oh, yeah. Sherry is a fan, or not my thing. She says writing needs more. We need more than a location of the week, um, which I can take. Although, again, I, I did enjoy what it happened. She also said that Arrow was ending sad face. Mm. Do you watch those? Oh, Arrow. I'm not a huge Arrowverse person, interestingly enough. There's so much to watch. There's, there's so much there's to watch, Sherry. so much, Yeah. I do check on Black Lightning every now and then, but like all the other shows, it's like, oh my gosh. I'm trying to get an air person on here to discuss yeah. the crisis thing because I do yeah, need like a window up. into that yeah. and I'm not qualified. <laughs> okay. Um, one more thing before we get to kind of the shows that I'm watching because I'm I'm been excited about Watchmen recently. Oh, yeah. Which I think – are you watching it at all? You ha- I want to hear you convince me okay, to watch good. it later. <laughs> materials. Before that, though, I wanted to really quickly hit – um, another pop culture icon returning, Doctor Who's running next year, and so is Batman. The or maybe twenty twenty one, I don't know. The Batman yeah. with uh Matt Reeves' director. We got Zoe Kravitz as the cat woman. Mm-hmm. We got Paul Dano as the Riddler. And I was like, okay, fun. Yeah. And then we have apparently Colin Farrell as the penguin. <laughs> which okay. <laughs> I I guess what what when I think of the penguin because I'm of a certain age, my yeah. mind goes to Danny DeVito being oh, yeah. like a three-foot-tall, roly-poly <laughs> monster man yeah. who bites noses off and just goes like... <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. what? That's not the I'm penguin. I'm not sure what Colin... Um, it's Colin Farrell, right? Colin Farrell, yeah. Colin Farrell. <laughs> not Colin Firth. Colin Farrell, what his height is. Colin Firth, is. very different. Yes, but I... F- I looked it up. He's 5'9". <laughs> Okay, so that's like my, I don't know. Yeah, I do feel like the whole, like, you gotta look like a penguin sort of thing comes into play here. Maybe that's just me. I think it's also comic book accurate, too. Like, Cobblepot just kind of is, like, short and statured and round like that. I'm sure they can do... Oh, uh, by the way, Diane asks, any idea if some of the cast of Blood Moon might be used oh. in the pre- prequel? I don't know, Diane. I hope so. 
because there was a good cast. Basically, I just want Naomi Watts to get work, Please. and I want her to be in um, a show that I want to watch because I Please, love her. Yeah. And I'm sure the rest of them are uh, are, are 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 talented too. Yeah. Although most of them were, most of them are unknowns. And at, like I said, the one of them, uh, Naomi Aki, just said basically on a red carpet somewhere, like you know, it's too bad, but it happens, and I'm gonna yeah. do other stuff. And Naomi Aki's got she's got Star Wars. Well, she's in so. Last Skywalker. She'll, she's fine. She'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Something will come up. And as Sharifik said, Bullseye guy. Yes, Bullseye is now the Penguin. Um, I also, I also gotta say, like three villains seems like a lot. Yeah, like, I don't I, want you burden yourself at the screenplay level with that. That's something I didn't really think about. Like I, I was getting all these castings, and it's kind of like they all. I feel like they all need to have like their time to shine, or else like it'll succumb to like you know Avengers problem where there's just so many people hmm. that they're not getting enough screen time. Uh, so yeah, I really don't know unless they're gonna like just gang up on Batman, which you know I feel like that happens a lot anyway. So I mean, I, I guess that Batman is such is it says an old property, and there's so many different iterations yeah. of it. There are so many different ways to do it. Yeah, that like your Batman is not someone else's Batman. Mm-hmm. When I think of a good Batman movie, I think of like you know Batman versus a dude, like versus the Joker or versus I see, yeah, the Penguin. And yeah. just I I start to get a little nervous when you're like, wait, why are you loading this up? You're not gonna actually focus on any of them, are you? <laughs> Why are you bothering hiring these awesome people if they're not going to get any screen time? <laughs> yeah. I thought, though, didn't they, like, with the Mr. Freeze thing, I thought there was another villain in that, which... There was Poison Ivy. Poison Freeze, Ivy, right. by Arnold Schwarzenegger and... Uh, and oh, Bane. Bane yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, he was barely in it. He was, like... <laughs> he, but, he, like, he wasn't in it. He was a silent, like, screaming, grunter, just henchman dude. See, that's the problem. Yeah. Bane was not in that movie. <laughs> It was a, they stuck in a henchman yeah. and just kind of called him Bane. He had no personality or anything. That's the problem. That's going to happen to one of these three. That's mm. my worry. Exactly. Thank mm. you for my part, I Richard. I think we solved what was going to happen in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like with these last couple, like obviously, uh, well, Bane did. He had his own personality. He was a great villain. That mm. was... Um, you talk like this. Yeah, he... <laughs> Oh, what a great... You get, like, a little Pringles can and, like, pretend to talk <laughs> like him. Obviously, Heath Ledger's Joker was mm-hmm. just immaculate and amazing. Um, you know, though, before that, with the very first uh, uh, Christian Bale Batman, though, they kind of had, like, a weird, like... I think it was, like, Rachel Ghoul yeah. and, like, That was pretty Sand. solid. The Scarecrow was Scarecrow. in there. Scarecrow. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think it it's possible, but... The spotlight is going to have to go to at least one villain. I think Louise has a insightful comment. Ca- oh, Jim Carrey. I forgot about Jim Carrey. Christmas. Honestly, I like that yeah, one. I was, I was really little when I saw it, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, I know it's like not thought of well today, yeah. but I was like, oh, I love that spangly suit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Louise says, hopefully the villains will not be all over in one film, and the story continues in future films. Yeah. Now, that, I think, is insightful, because I see that, and I'm thinking, okay, we don't make, like, standalone movies anymore. Mm-hmm. When it comes to superheroes. So maybe what they're doing is setting up a Batman universe or something. That, or you know what just came to Bat mind? First. Setting up like, and I know this was done in the video games, but like an Arkham Asylum type of thing. Yeah. That was so well done in the video games that that might be the only, even though the Joker kind of was like the the organizer behind the whole Arkham Asylum thing, but you still got to have all those villains, including Killer yeah. Croc, um, which I don't <laughs> think they're going to bring Croc. that guy back from Suicide Squad. <laughs> Unfortunately, but I think that they're I'm, they're taking Harley Quinn out of Suicide Squad. Yeah. And everyone else, they're saying no. See ya. 
<laughs> but that, you know what? I would actually like to see pull it off. And if not, the video game is fine. As it is. would be a new direction. So, yeah. you know, do what you want. I'm just a nerd getting fretted over nothing. <laughs> and finally, um, Fall TV season is here. Yeah. And I am happily watching some new shows. Yay. On HBO mostly. Yeah. I'm sure there's other stuff, but that's why I've been going. Um, there are two shows I, I want to talk about just touch on briefly in case you guys are watching. I'm curious to hear if you guys are watching anything new. Let us know because I yeah. want to hear what you're watching. And if you want to watch along with me, feel free. I'm reviewing uh, – well, I'm not reviewing, but I'm watching Watchmen on HBO and I'm watching mm-hmm. His Dark Materials on HBO. Now, Watchmen, Watchmen – yeah. are, are, are you familiar at all with Watchmen, like the original I know comic the, back yeah, in the day? Yeah, I know the comic. I had to study it and all. I took a Did comic you really? Book. For a class? I took a comic book class. What a nerd in college. <laughs> So I do know what happens in the original, yeah. I mean, this is a, like, 30 years later sequel kind of thing. Uh Like, that is, if you remember, that's Silk Spectre 30 years Mm. later. Lori Blake, Lori, I can't pronounce her last name, just to pick. Um, It's very, very bold. Like, Mm. Damon Lindelof, the guy who does Lost and Leftovers, is doing it. And I really admire the way he and his team have kind of created... They've gone all in on inventing a lot of interesting new wrinkles for their imagined mm-hmm. alternate American history. Like Robert Redford's been president for a couple of decades. Yeah, he did run for president, by the way. I didn't know that. Like in the early 90s. Ooh. And hmm. he won in this reality. Mm-hmm. I squeeze fall from the sky. It focused, like the, it kicks off with, um, it's tied into the historical event of the Tulsa race riots, which happened in the 20s, mm-hmm. where um, white people kind of a, uh, burn down uh sort of black businesses in mm. Tulsa. It's very it's very daring because it touches on touchy, touchy issues. And I was afraid it would spin out of control quickly because like it's 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 incendiary stuff. Yeah. But um so far it's been very steady and very interesting. A great balance of like there's some comic bits with Jeremy Irons character and there's cool. some more serious bits with Regina King and cool. Jean yeah. Smart as Lori Blake. This last episode sold it for me. I'm not, if you want, if you start watching, I encourage watch the third episode because okay. that's when it like kind of clicked for me. Okay. With when this new character, Lori Blake, played Jane Smart, came in mm-hmm. and kind of brought back a and like the comics whole focus on um kind of uh, uh, revealing the gross, weird underbelly of superherodom, mm-hmm. where yeah. it's like, what do you really do? Like what? What sane person puts on a cape and a mask and goes and does this? This is really weird and bizarre of you and you should probably stop. Yeah. I liked that they are kind of baking that into the fabric of the show. I think we're ready for this kind of show. Like, there's superheroes everywhere in movies. Like, we are due for a bit of a pinprick to that balloon. Yeah. Kind of also sounds like the premise for Amazon's uh, The Boys. The Boys. In a little bit of a way. It does. I'm gonna... I haven't seen The Boys. Yeah. I'm thinking this is more tasteful. I, I would assume. <laughs> that I would assume. And sounds... It obviously has a lot more buzz. Yes, yeah. it does. Amazon. You keep trying, Amazon. You'll get Aww. it. <laughs> you got Lord of the Rings with a time coming. <laughs> so I'm, I really, really enjoyed the last episode awesome. I saw. And I'm, I'm looking forward officially now to the rest of the season. Sweet. Which apparently is going to be like a self-contained thing. Which is also kind of daring and unusual oh. in this day and age. So no like hope for a season two or... The way I've read it, like we made this to be self-contained. Uh-huh. If they want us to continue, we can, I'm sure we can think of something. But okay. I think that's good because, I don't know, there are so many shows. Like yeah. it's nice to be able to like watch one and be like... 
I'm not committing 10 years yeah. of my life to watching this. Yeah, that's why, I, like, that sounds nice to me because I'm so bad at, like, binge watching and keeping up with all these things, which to me, like, with Disney Plus for The Mandalorian, which is coming out in six days. Oh, my days, God, it's almost here. They are releasing that basically on a weekly basis. So that makes it nice and easy and digestible mm-hmm. for me, who is just absolutely terrible at keeping up with I'm totally with you. I'm shows. all for weekly stuff. Sherry, by the way, loved The Boys, which is great. I didn't watch it yet. Maybe I will. Yeah. Um, it, it, it looked interesting. Uh, and Christian asked, how much time for the Watchmen movie is there in the series? Um, there's a lot. Uh, the Watchmen movie is, I, I think they're mostly going off the comic. The movie kind of adapted the comic, but mm. not very well. Um, ooh, Garth and his answer, and the boys is the answer to the question, who watches The Watchmen? Oh, how uh-huh. It is directly related. <laughs> I like it. And Christian asked, should I have my wife watch it? For her to enjoy the series. I think you'll both like it, Christian. Me <laughs> <laughs> too, in my opinion. That's my take on that. I am really enjoying it, and I'm I'm honest Gosh. to God curious. Oh, I think he's asking how much. Like, do you need do you need to watch the movie in order to watch the series? I mean, that's a good question. I, I I'm familiar with the the comic pretty well, so I came into it okay. Oh, yeah. Do you? You know what? I want to say no. I just I, read the I, Wikipedia article. I don't think you have to. I, I feel like they're trying. I mean, it's a bit of a jump in the deep end thing, but I don't think it's un. I don't think it's insurmountable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you'll be okay if you just start from from scratch and get, and get to the third episode. If you don't like it by then, then you can mosey on out. <laughs> but I think it's worth watching through to that. Okay, the movie or the book, either one. Yeah. And also, I'm watching His Dark Materials, yes. which is an adaptation of Philip Pullman's How trilogy you, of the same name. Because I've seen some like mixed reviews where it's like the Brits enjoyed it, and then yeah, like I the American audience was kind of like split. Yeah, that's that's been the consensus, and I'm and I see what they mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what about the British is making them like it so much, but <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, like, I read the books. By Philip Pullman, it takes place in kind of like an alternate steampunk version of our world where yeah. we all have little animal friends. That's yeah. fun; they can talk. They're, they're they're our best friends. They're called demons. They're, they're called they're they're called they're, demons, da- but, they're called demons, but that's spelled Damon. Yeah, I don't know. Demon, it's spelled with yeah. like this dumb letter, like a backwards letter that you yeah, it's, it's like, like not on the keyboard. It's very irritating. Yeah, uh, I have to copy paste it. <laughs> um, it's about a girl named Lyra Bellaqua, mm-hmm. who's you know. In some ways, it's pretty standard. Like, she's a child of destiny. Yeah. There's a prophecy, because there's always a prophecy. Yeah. And uh, she has to save the world, yada, yada, yada. But in the books, it's the way that it's kind of a... It's a very relaxed epic fantasy. Hmm. The way it's kind of... It, it, it's sort of modern, but not... It's like Victorian era modern, but a little past that. Yeah. Um, I, I liked just the laid-back feel of the books and the way that it just kind of uh, was a little more... Careful and cautious and calm. Mm-hmm. It's their soul, says Sherry. The show, I, I I didn't love the first episode. I thought it was fine. No, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just fine. I thought they gave too much of the stuff away. Because like the, the nice thing about the books is that it's all from this girl's perspective, from okay. life's perspective. And, you know, we, we learned things about the world that are important as she learns them. And in the show, they, like, had this, like, text crawl at the start where they, like, kind of feed us some of that information. Uh. They checked in with people who we don't check in with in the books to, like, talk about, like, the questions of the series. And I just didn't like that. I, I liked it better if you 
kind of discover it as she does as it goes yeah. along. Yeah, to me, it's kind of like a show don't tell sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah, like which if- Watchmen does. Like Watchmen uh, does not fill you in. I thought it was better for that. Yeah. And his material seemed to be kind of playing with kid gloves. It is a more of a kid show, I guess. But uh, Britain loves it. It got huge ratings over there. <laughs> yeah. It is like a cool like middle ground because it's not like it, it, it's obviously not Game of Thrones like mm-hmm. violence fantasy that kind of thing. Yeah, it, it's also not like Winnie the Pooh, which is Winnie the Pooh week, and fans had it pretty soon. By the way, Winnie oh the yeah, Day. next week, next Wednesday, exactly. Oh yeah, you, you, you could talk about that. <laughs> oh yeah, so quick it, aside, it it, it it is like this. Like it's really good. It, it, it's like. It, like, you, your family could watch it together and really? have a nice time. So maybe that's why they wanted to include the more spooky That's funny, because it looked like the trailer made it look to be sort of, like, dark. Because at first I thought it was, it was the way you described. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason the second trailer looked like they really, like, amped up the darkness. And I don't know if that was, like, to appeal to, like, last-minute Game of Thrones audience or something like yeah, that. To be like, hey, look at what we have to offer. You know, it's just like, you know. I mean, like, it's has dark corners to the story yeah i think it's i mean it, it doesn't go anywhere near game of thrones oh, no, level <laughs> like there's yes. no children pushed out windows there's no incest there's none of that uh you know there's no cursing yeah but um it's good for like you know the kind of the person of liar's age someone like 10 11 12 like just on the cusp because yeah. it's it's got a fairy tale like feel to it but also there's some darkness in there because you know at that age, you're exploring stuff. I think it's a good safe space to explore that mm-hmm. with people who are older or younger, which is very good. And maybe that's the reason they thought they should spoon feed some more information. But I personally <laughs> like that very much. But I'm, I mean, first episode, I'm, I'm going to watch more. Okay, yeah, just to give a little But yeah, test. those are two shows that I think are both on, both pretty great. Watch from the good place. That's fun. Are you watching anything right now? I am watching all the, um, as they might say in Britain, crap telly. <laughs> The crap just telly, the really, okay. Yeah. Which crap telly is that? Oh my gosh. So 90 Day Fiance just started. <laughs> <laughs> As we get a cheer from the booth from Richard. Oh my goodness. That is just all sorts of, and you know a lot of it is manufactured drama, but I can't stay away from it. You know, <laughs> you've got these, uh, these people. I think some of them are kind of like pullovers from the last season or something like that, but there's just so much drama about like friends calling each other out like you only want to date this person so that they can get a green card or you only like them for their money and sometimes it happens <laughs> it happened on the the last season where this poor guy was like texting this girl from Ukraine and he like he, he never saw her like physically and everybody thought he was getting catfished by like a man or something and then it just turns out that she's just like oh i just like texting a lot of guys seeing if they'll buy me stuff it was so sad <laughs> he was so devastated because he got played so that's one thing i'm watching on tlc they also have this show called welcome to plathville where it's about this family they're all like platinum blonde family they look really <laughs> weird i'm sorry <laughs> And they just I think Corinne is watching this. Oh my god, that show that cray cray. Crazy, yeah. (laughs) The 90 Day Fiance. But the Plathfield show is about this family where they kind of just live off the grid. They're not really Amish, but it's like the parents don't feed them sugar, which is okay, you know. One guy is like, I've never had a Coke until I was 20 years old. Um 
they don't watch TV, they don't watch movies, so they, they like all of this they would not understand. So that was actually kind of interesting too. I watched that last night. Uh, and then I'm just watching like some random like comedy stuff. So I'm a big South Park person. Of course. Big Family Guy person. Uh, Simpsons I've been checking in and out of. It's been so, so. Is there any upcoming show you're looking forward to? An upcoming Like someone show? said The Witcher they're looking forward to up there. Oh my I gosh, too. that's right. Um, I would only say The Mandalorian. Yeah, Even I know that's course. like, that's streaming, but. Oh, that yeah, totally counts. Yeah. Are you kidding? I, I am super duper excited. I can't believe it. It feels like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and two folks brought up Outlander. Outlander. Do you watch Outlander? I'm not an Outlander person. I've never, I've never checked out Outlander. And I have not either, but I assure you, Sherry and Terry, Sherry and Terry, <laughs> um, when it starts, I will have somebody who does watch Outlander on here because I, I do know that is a beloved show that I oh, really. Yeah. yeah. If I have the time, <laughs> get into it. It's just too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's interesting to see, like even like through the comments in between us, it's like everybody has like that niche of what they like to. It's watch. like it's kind of show that you can you can tell has a fervent following, right? Oh, yeah. Outlander, yeah. Just like working in this space, like even I, I've not watched it, but just like going around the internet, there's enough like passionate exclamations that yeah. oh, this show is cared about. I mean, the who's the lead? The lead guy is kind of hot. So Sam I mean, <laughs> Lots of kilt action, I think. Is that tons of kilt action? Is that yeah. true? I mean, that that might be enough to make me stick around and watch. We can try and get into Outlander on this show too. But for right now, we got Watchmen's materials, The Mandalorian coming up, yeah, and Ninety Day Fiance. Please, oh, absolutely, Ninety Day Fiance. We'll be back with more of everything involving that, plus more Game of Thrones song, by and Fire news, fantasy sci-fi discussion. And hope and more TV talk, movie talk, when we come back next Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central Time, right here on the Wednesday Morning Facebook page. We're also available on iTunes, Google Play, you know, Spreaker, wherever uh, podcasts are downloadable. Uh, if you want to listen to us in audio form. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Oh, uh, by the way, Terry says, me, I think you will like it. Oh, like snap. <laughs> thanks a lot, everybody. So we'll see you next week uh, here at 4 p.m. Adios. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming. And his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.